Dear Christ on a stick made of wood Dear Christ was born in the land I don't remember the county he was born in But Christ on a stick He died on a stick A little stickle of shtick An old sticky stick He up there on the lollipop stick Go Mr. Lollipop Man Oh Christ on a stick It is hot as balls Take a donkey's balls And dip it in salt And then put the salt On the radiator That's how hot it is Today Alright that's been the podcast Thanks for tuning in guys Have a great one Classic opener we went with a song, we tried to ad-lib a song, and you know, sometimes it goes really bad and really wrong, and that's what happened there. It went wrong for us all. We all had a, we didn't have a great time during the song, a lot of people were like, stop singing. But I kept singing, and I was searching for words, I was reaching into the air, to the to the edge, to the, the ether. Was that the right word? We don't know. Let's move on. I was reaching out there for God to give me words. Or my thong. Why did I say thong with a TH? That's what happens when you live in America and people say, Oh, you said three, not three. So now if a word doesn't have a TH, I put it in sometimes. Like, oh, lick my thong. <coughs> oh, put that, put that nipple on my thong. So I gotta do dirty talk from now on. Oh, I love a bit of. Oh yeah, let me run my thong on your neck, and then I'm gonna put my thong. Oh, you want my thong on your body? You want me to thong your body? Oh Jesus! Imagine how wet the women will get when I say thong. Oh, let me lick your thong. Oh, thong. <laughs> it's pretty thong, isn't pronounced thong. Ah, oh, I hurt my thong. Ah, oh, shit, I just bit my thong. Well, we've gone very wrong so far in the podcast. You know, sometimes you uh, you drink too much coffee too quickly and you try to gather your thoughts and the thoughts say, fuck you. You're on your own, boy And that's where we are. Welcome to the podcast number 88. Random podcast. July 7th something, 6th. Who knows? Who gives the fox? Do I hate? <coughs> I hate people who do this. I really hate people who do this. And I, I, I have examples, especially on Instagram and in real life. This is why I hate a lot of people in LA, I think. <coughs> They'll go like this. They'll say, just out here making lunch. <laughs> I think I'm going to have uh, a sandwich. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> All right, guys, have a great day. It's like, why the fuck are you laughing? Why the fuck are you laughing after a few words that mean nothing? They don't mean anything. Where does that despair? <laughs> ah, going to order a drink. <laughs> Oh, you like this next one? My Uber's on the way. <laughs> what are we like? It's like, what the fuck are you on about? Oh, I hate there's so many people in LA that do that. They're just laughing. And then I love when their friends are with them. <coughs> and their friends are like, <coughs> okay. 
and then half laugh. But deep down, that's what they, that gives me a bit of happiness when I see someone doing an Instagram video and they're fake laughing to themselves about nothing. And they include their friend. And their friend is like, ah, I don't want to be friends with you anymore. You see that flicker in the eye when they're looking at their friend and they're saying, ah, I, I regret. I regret being here with you because you're a fake fuck. You're a real fake fuck. Fake laughing after you said three words. I am ready. <laughs> Should be a good funeral today. <laughs> oh, guys. What a life. <laughs> he was like, oh, you're a fake old fucker. I saw to my buddy and he was like, yeah, that's one of my pet peeves too. He's like, it's <coughs> radio radio hosts. They do it all the time. Hey, guys, welcome to the radio. <laughs> We got a great show for you today, guys. <laughs> the weather is next. That's what people are walking around LA and living their lives. Like they're fucking radio hosts to an audience of nada. 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 Nothing. Nothing at all. Just talking and gibbering. Actually, that's kind of like me. Just talking and gibbering and laughing to myself. Oh no, as my pet peeve turned full circle, as it turned back at me. Do I hate myself? That's probably a good reason why I hate them. I hate people because I hate myself. And I see myself in people I hate and I say, fuck, I hate you so much. I hate you. And really, it's a mirror. It's a mirror, guys. I'm looking at them and I see myself and I tell myself, I hate you, Merrick. I hate what you've done with your life. Hate what you've done with your hair. I hate what you've done with your clothes. I hate it. I hate what you do with your face. Do you know what's weird? I don't know what to do with my face when I'm walking. Especially if I'm walking past people. If I'm like at comedy shows and then I'm like, alright, I'm gonna walk home. Um I'll be like I have to walk past a couple of Outside restaurants and outside bars. So I was full of people. And as I'm walking by, people just look up. Just, that's what they do in LA. And then I'd be like, how should my face be? Should I be smiling? Beam. Should I be uh, nonchalant? Cool. Should I be... Uh, should I be texting? Or will I walk into a pole? What should I do with my face? So then I'm walking past these busy restaurants and I'm just making 59 poses with my face. Just can't be myself, people. That's the that's the point of the story, I think. Just can't be myself. <coughs> I like the way during whatever I was just saying there, my mind just went poof, poof, blank. See you later. I don't remember what I was talking about. And you know, that's you got to keep plowing on, people. You got to pee, 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 keep plowing on. Who needs substance when you got words, huh? <laughs> what a great day. <laughs> oh, I fucking hate them. They're such idiots. There's a few as well, and then be like, oh, there's too many. <clears throat> there's too many idiots. Is it nice to hate these many idiots? Potentially. Potentially. It fills me full of joy. Fills me full of. <laughs> Talking to people about cereal a lot lately. Eating cereal, huh? Cereal's 
Brings you joy and makes you fat. Brings you joy and makes you fat. I think there are the only two options in life. No joy, skinny. Joy, fat. That's it. That's the, uh, they're the only two options. It's been decided on this podcast, which is revered by the Lord himself, Jesus. Shout out to God, Christ. Um, yeah, remember you could just eat four bowls of cereal. Cereal, cereal, cereal. And then one day my mom told me, basically, Mark, you're getting fat. People have mentioned that you're getting fat. I remember I was a young boy and I'd eat cereal to the roof. Bowl upon bowl upon bowl. Special K, the healthy cereal. They fooled me. It was so healthy I'd put on buckets and buckets of sugar. Oh, sugar me up, baby. Who knew that sugar was poison? Not me at the 10-year-old age of 13. Not me. Little boy growing boy boobs while eating cereal. Oh, sugar me, baby. Taste sweet? No, oh, that's enough for me. Is this okay for me? My grandparents be like, yeah, load it up there, boy. Oh, you're a grown boy. And I'd be like, yeah, I'm growing titties. These titties do need some substance to keep on growing. And um, eventually my mom was like, you got to stop eating all the cereal. I bought two boxes yesterday and they're gone. They're gone. And I'm like, don't. You're fat shaming me. But it had to be done, people. It had to be done. And now I think about it every day. Every day I, I say, should I have a little bit more cereal? And then I'll say, no, you fat fuck. Stop eating all the cereal. Granola is another sneaky cereal, isn't it? That's a sneaky cereal now, granola. Because you think, oh, it's a healthy. Healthy, it's good for the heart. It's like red wine. It's good for the heart. That's why I start every morning with a bottle of red wine. Just get the heart healthy and, you know, going. And then you kind of, I've, I've noticed when I dip off and the inevitable morrow, early morning hangover kicks in and I feel dread and despair. And I'm like, what am I doing with my life? Why am I drinking wine at first thing in the morning? I find you uh, a little bowl of cereal, granola, because it's healthy. It's uh, full of sugar. It's a sneaky little fucker, granola. You'll be surprised at how much sugar is in granola. To be honest, it'll give you love handles. And then you gotta keep uh, You're like alright I filled up with some cereal Let's have some more red wine Gotta keep the heart even healthier Healthier by far If you use Some red wine But the one downside of red wine That gives you that red thong That red thong that we were talking about earlier Tongue it up baby Tongue it all up Up to the brim To the brim Oh speaking of Speaking of thongs Oh I had a funny night last night Funny night Actually, I was just laughing earlier. I heard a girl call a guy banana hands. <laughs> what a great. Do you know what's good? Do you know what's fun to do? Just fucking laugh, huh? Just laugh. Fucking around having a laugh. That's what I'm doing currently. If anyone's asking, what are you up to? Are you doing anywhere? I'm fucking around having a laugh. Gibbering, laughing to the thir- term. Jesus, I can't even say these. The term banana hens. But last night I was out. I was at a bar, and uh, <coughs> people are people are funny as fuck. I was at a bar, and um, I was there with two buddies, two great great friends, best new best new friends. 
Second time meeting them. Best friends ever. Two of the best friends. Two of the best friends. Two of the best friends ever. But uh, these two women, they were like 40. Started chatting to the two of them. I was off jigging around. And these two women, they were like two 40-year-olds. Tara and Hannah, I think they were called. And they were uh, from Northern California. And they were two teachers, two 40-year-old teachers with kids, teenage kids. And uh, <laughs> just your just regular old, regular people down in L.A. having fun. Um, just having fun, fun times, fun times. And I'm getting texts about my show tonight. It's in promoted. And I'm like, all right. All right, the story. So Tara and Hannah, uh, two 40-year-old women, kindergarten teachers, I believe, uh, with teenage children. And they came up to my two buddies. And they said, hey, guys, uh, do you have any cocaine that we could buy from you? Do you have any cocaine? Do you have any cocaine? And my buddies were like, no. And then they asked me. And I said no, but then I got a text from a buddy, and my buddy is, uh, he enjoys cocaine, and um, he's also, I think he's a swinger, <laughs> he's a swinger who enjoys cocaine, you know, one of those LA people, so he was like, might have a party at mine, what are you doing, and I was like, oh, I got two, two four-year-old women. Um, looking for some cocaine, and he was like, "Do they like the party?" So then my buddies said to them, "Oh, we might." They jokingly said, "Oh, we might be able to get you cocaine, but uh, it might be a swinging party, <laughs> so you might have to like hook up with each other." The two women, two forty-year-old kindergarten teachers with teenage children, said, "No problem." We have no problem doing that whatsoever. So Tara and Hannah were on board. <laughs> they were like, oh, that's such a weird. They were, they were like, we will go down on each other before we even get into the apartment. If that's what it needs. If that's what we need to do to get cocaine. And they weren't joking. And it was life. Life was happening right there in front of your eyes. It was like, wait. And my buddy was telling me this. And I was like, are they serious? And they were like, yes, they are serious. And then, so my buddy was like, yeah, just come after half one. So, like, we were killing a bit of time. Doing a bit of just jibbing around the bar. And uh, Tara and Hannah, they waited, like, they waited an hour, say until eventually one of them broke they snapped they didn't snap they just got very upset because uh my two best new best friends the girl was telling them that or the yeah the girl was telling them that she just got offered like 10 million by a guy that she knew to have his baby 10 million to have his baby 10 million to have a baby 10 million dollars to have a baby and people are doing it for free come to LA and be very attractive and be a, a nice little fucker and they'll fucking offer you 10 million 10 million per child he was thinking about having two children and Tara and Hannah were like you can't do that 
you can't. A child is worth so much more money than that. And my buddy was telling him, uh, I never said a child isn't worth more than 10 million. But imagine if I have a child and I have 10 million, that seems better than just having a child. I could still like the child. You don't. You might like your child, Hannah or Tara. That's why you're willing to go down on each other at a stranger's house for cocaine. Doesn't sound like you're living the high life, Hannah and Tara. And they got all upset. Uh, they got upset that she was offered that, and that she said, "Well, it would be better to have a child in ten million than just have a child." And they were like, no, you got to listen to us. We're your elders. you got to listen. There's more to life than fame and money. And then the guy, I don't know who offered her money, but the other dude, uh, like my new best friend, the dude told the, the her, Hannah and Tara who the dude was, and he's famous or something. And they were like, no, there's more to life than money and fame. you got to do more with your life. And they're like... What's going on here, Tara and Hannah? You don't want money? We could have a child and $10 million. And they were like, no, we don't want any part to do with this. And they stormed off. They stormed away. They waited a whole hour. And then they fucking left. And they didn't come back and they didn't want the cocaine. So that was a shame because, oh, just for the story, I wonder how they go home. And Jesus, imagine the lives. Imagine that was your mom, your teenager. And you're like, how was LA, mom? Your mom's like, I fucking, I went down on Tara in some stranger's kitchen for some mediocre cocaine. <laughs> While four people watched me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And the teenager was just like, Why are you talking, Bob? <laughs> Stop telling me shit. And Hannah's like, Yeah, she didn't even make me orgasm. <laughs> so then, oh, then we went back to the party at MX. We were like, Maybe they'll just show up. Maybe they'll show up. And my buddy was there with his chick. And my buddy and his chick, I think, like, they're both swingers. Oh, so I I told him, I was like, yeah, I think there's two women want to come back. And uh, I told him the situation. And he was on board. He was on board with the situation. And uh, so we, we went back without Hannah and Tara. But we were like, maybe they'll come. Maybe they'll come. And then we're back there. My buddy had got a lot of cocaine. And I don't do cocaine, but I booze. So... I kept telling him, go on, have another bump. Come on, have Because I could see he was fading. And he kept doing it. And he was getting... <laughs> oh, this is so dumb that I find this funny. He was like, oh, I think I've had too much. And I'm like, nah, you're grand. Like the good influence that I am. The good influence that I am. And he started smoking cigarettes in his kitchen to calm himself <laughs> He had about five cigarettes in the can. <laughs> oh, it's just funny to me. <laughs> so would start smoking cigarettes to avoid a heart attack from <laughs> cocaine. 
And then he didn't really cop on that uh, the the girl I was with and the guy that they weren't the swingers. They weren't the ones that were like looking to go down each other. But I think he was like hoping. Actually, he was definitely hoping that the girl was going to be like, "Okay, whose vagina am I licking here?" And that he would, she would hook up with his girlfriend. The whole that that was in the air the whole night, which made it tantalizing for me. Because when we left, I was like, "I wonder is he going to make a move?" And <laughs> he did make a move, which was funny. It was like, "All right, see you later." You know, if you want to stay here and hang out with me and uh, Karen, <laughs> you're more than welcome. The girl was just like, oh, no, I'm going to be off too. We all left. And then today he texted me and he said, yeah, pity. Pity that girl. Pity you were still here. And I was like, why? And he was like, I really think she wanted to hook up my girlfriend. <laughs> and I said, seriously? Why? What makes you think that? And he just said, gut feeling. <laughs> My gut feeling tells me the two girls wanted to hook up. And then they were going to invite me along. <laughs> like I can imagine if he was having a if he was having a threesome and they were like, let's do another line of cork. They did a line of cork and he had to stop in the middle of a threesome to smoke a cigarette in the corner. Oh, fuck. Well, that's a great story that probably made no sense and probably only made me laugh. But oh, because I wasn't there for all the Tara and Hannah. That's why I didn't really get those full details. But oh, that really tickled me. That really tickled me to think of him smoking. And then to think, gut feeling, that they wanted the pump. And then I asked her, I said today, was he right? And she said, not even close. And that makes me even more happy. That his gut feeling is so off key. But you know... That's what you got to do. You gotta, you gotta take a chance. You gotta hope for the best. Oh God, these other two, these two new best friends, uh, at a bar the other night, and there was some, some random dude just came over and joined them at the table, and they, uh, he was like, what was he? He was a Jewish rapper, but he looked like he was. Uh, Amish Is that how you pronounce it? Amish Amish He looked like a hick Hillbilly Jewish rapper Amish dude Let's just call him Jeb His name wasn't Jeb It was close enough But he's the kind of He's the kind of uh, Kind of guy that would uh, Hunt down this podcast And wonder if he If I was talking about him So If you're listening Jeb You're right You made that much of a creepy impression That I had to talk about you at one point I was chatting to the girl and the dude was chatting to Jeb and the dude just said to Jeb something like do you have a big dick Jeb because I think he was saying something and Jeb was like (laughs) I actually do and the guy said good for you good for you Jeb like at least you've that going for you He's like, good for you. You should be proud of that. And I've never seen a guy being so proud of his own dick before in my life. 
it makes me laugh thinking of how sad he was so self-satisfied that he had a nice dick in his own head he was like yeah you know it's it is something I'm proud of, my dick. It's some like it's something to be proud of. I know I didn't get to choose it, but I felt it chose me, and it was like it's a nice dick. <laughs> it was like, oh God, you know, like not a hint of taking the piss. Genuinely, so like thought he had achieved something by having a dick. And as we all know, having a dick is a bit of a birth defect. Fucking, you're straight away, you're crippled if you have a dick. But for this guy to take the approach of, you know, it's something that I've worked on hard. And uh, people say, don't give up on your dreams. And with a lot of blood, sweat and determination, I finally achieved it. I have a lovely dick. Would you like to see it? That's where he was going with every conversation too. Would you want to see my dick? What are you ordering drinks? Alright, who wants to see my dick? I'll have a margarita, but also who wants to see my dick? Or else he'd say something like, uh Oh do you this drink is wet, huh? Are you wet? To the girl. Whoa Whoa, look at that look at that painting of the bull with the horns. It's horny, huh? That bull is horny, huh? Anyone else horny here? It was like, all right, Jeb, what are you doing? Jeb had a Bible on him, too. So he was creepy and religious, which is the best kind of creepy, really, because, you know, they'll probably deny to themselves for life that they're creepy. Uh, like myself, you know, Catholic upbringing, I'll never deny that I'm, I'll be like, ah, I'm only joking, but who wants to see my penis? Anyone here in this busy bar up for looking at a penis? Come on, it's just a penis. Have a little have a little look, guys. Have a little look. Have a little look at the penis. And then what else what did he do? I think because the girl was wearing a hat. Uh and she took off the hat at one point, and then I think he realized how hot she was. And then he went full creep mode, like, oh my god. Oh my god, can we just talk? Can we talk one on one? And I don't know how it got around to it. But we were all we were all like, Alright Jeb, you gotta stop or you gotta leave. You're just being like a weirdo. And uh, He was so boring too. Jesus he was boring. But he, he uh but anyway he was like he he started going, Do you want me to leave? Do you want me to leave? And everyone was like, Yeah, you've overstayed your welcome. You can go now and he's like I did, he said something about doing a, He was like, can I stay if I do a hand, a cartwheel, a one-handed cartwheel? And obviously everyone was like, all right, if you can do it. Then he stood in the middle of the bar. He did a one-handed cartwheel. And we were like, who is this fucking loser? <laughs> and then he came back and he offered everyone a little look at the penis. Just a little look. And then he tried to leave without paying the bill as you would have expected him to do. And then the girl bought my drink. Because there was all separate tabs and she just put my one on hers. And then he got so upset. Like he genuinely... <laughs> he was having a hissy fit. He was like, you bought his drink? You didn't be buy my two? And she was like, obviously not Jeb, you fucking idiot. 
And he was like, this is fucking fucked up, man. This is fucked up. And it was like, ah, Jeb, Jeb's going to do something weird in his life, something dark, something sinister. He's going to hurt someone someday. And you know what? I'll see him on the paper or on a missing, a wanted list. And I'll say, I knew it. I knew he was that big a creep. So good work. You know, it's something I'm proud of. This penis down my pants. Something I'm very, very happy about. Oh, happy days. I wonder. Uh, I wish it's a pity I don't have an orgy story to tell you. They're all drugged up and they're all... And then out of nowhere, while everyone was giving oral sex in the kitchen. I don't know why the kitchen, but that's where everyone seemed to want it to happen. Jeb walked in and Jeb did a... <laughs> to the one-handed cartwheel and as he was coming down off his cartwheel he managed to whip open his pants and out popped the penis the golden penis that was given to him by the Jewish gods and they said Jeb the chosen golden penis the chosen golden penis that's what this podcast is going to be called and even though it doesn't really apply that's, that's the name the chosen golden penis Jeb's chosen golden penis popped out and he said, Who's who's he said, Where's Hannah? And who's Tara? And Hannah looked up from between betwixt Tara's legs and said me. And then Jeb said, Come here and give me a kiss of that thong. It's pity I don't have that story to report, but there you go. I wonder what drug sex is like. I remember it was with talking to a girl before a real creep a real real a real she was telling me what drugs how like the different ways different drugs make sex feel different i can't remember fully she's like coke you just want to be hammered hammered deep and sweating and licking of the next and the next of the next and your bodies are so tight and you're all getting in there and you're going harder harder and it's just two animals fucking like a fucking fuckers and they're just pumping pump 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 and you're just you're fighting for the orgasm you're fighting and it's prolonged and then you orgasm <coughs> and you just eruption and it's a longer orgasm than usual. And you fought for the orgasm. And then the orgasm comes. I remember she said, I can't remember what drugs now off the top of my head. There was like crack. Whatever way she's describing them, she turned me on three different ways. Just from describing three different feelings during sex. And I was like, you should be a writer. If you give me a little bit of a little bit of horn by describing this drug sex. Don't do drugs, but that really kind of turned me on the way you're talking. She described an orgasm as a, if a glass was falling off a table and the glass just leaves the table and when it's in the air, when it's still touching the table, but almost in the air, that's the orgasm. But on these drugs, that feeling felt longer by 15 seconds. Jesus, I'm butchering her stories. That's what you do. That's what you do when you're a second-hand experience. You can't really relay it as well as you first heard it. So what I'm trying to say is that 
Uh, if you're out tonight, just do a load of crack. Maybe try some uh, some Xanax. Maybe try some uh, cocaine and booze. And then just uh, see which orgasm you prefer. And then let me know. Report back. Write a review. And say, this, this is my drug orgasm review. Here we go. From the top down. And then you can tell me if the guy you're having sex with had to take cigarette breaks. Because his heart was going to explode mid-pump. Mid-pump. I'm tired. And it's kicking in. Up watching World Cup. Early, early days for the World Cup. I wonder. I think I. Why do I keep talking about sex? But I'm pretty sure I have my first Tommy Tank. Tommy Wank. During a World Cup. Years and years ago. When it was boring. And it was a nil all game. And during the nil all game, I for some reason got horny. Horny, horny, horny. Korea, I think we're playing Iran. Maybe not. Egypt. Maybe not. I remember looking it up before because I was like, that was the first time I had an actual wank. Bored watching the game. The little, little um, chosen golden penis popped up and said, hey, hey, here's something that's going to occupy you for the rest of your life. Why don't you have a little, why don't you, instead of watching this boring soccer game, why don't you have a little wank? Why don't you, come on, divulge, come on, you've been pumping your bed long enough. Take matter into your own hands. Do it. Come on, you can do it. And I said, no, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. No. And then... My penis took me by the hand and it led me upstairs. And uh, I tried to go to the bathroom. I tried to pee the sin out of me. I tried to pee the horn away. But my horn was in full, full bloom. Golden, the, cho- the, golden cho- the golden chosen penis. The chosen golden penis was in full bloom. Fully there, and I said I'd have to sit down because I couldn't aim because it was too hard. And I sat down, and then it was just me and me and the penis, me and the penis just sitting there in the toilet. And you know, one thing led to another, and I said, "Get down!" And I slapped it like, "Get down!" And I slapped it again, and I said, "Get down, you, you bad, bad fucker!" And I slapped it again. And next minute, the penis took my hand and it gripped it, it gripped it like it was trying to fight my hand, and I was trying to fight back, and we went. Back and forth and tugging and I was like no and the penis was like yeah fuck you and I took my hand and then the other hand I was trying to save one hand with the other next minute two hands and both hands are fighting the penis and the penis was a fucking good fighter and I was creeping away and then just as I thought I was about to lose boom one good one good punch and you know he screamed and out popped out popped um. Life sweet nectar came out from my flower, <clears throat> and I'd forgotten to lock the bathroom door. And uh, my poor old gran, who at the time <coughs> was staying with us, she came down for a week. She walked in, and I said, No, gran, get out! As I was finishing the fight, and thankfully, she only opened the door, she didn't walk in, she didn't see her. 
she was all at a point, so she might not have guessed it. But you know, that's a story now. That you know, sometimes you start the podcast, and you don't intend to tell a story, and you you dance around it, and you weave. It's like running through a field, blind, drunk. You don't know where you're going to end up, and you're going to make it to the other side. Or you're going to fall down a hole. Well, we fell down a hole. I've been down a well all week, and now I'm in a hole. And you know, it's hot as balls outside, so. I blame the heat for this gibberish. Blame the heat and uh, it's like 106 degrees outside. And I walked outside onto my balcony earlier because, you know, balcony. You know how we'd be doing? Maybe living the rich life here in West Hollywood. Just fucking around on balconies and whatnot. Just really living the dream. And uh, I walked outside for two seconds and a fucking gust of heat hit me and it made me laugh. It was so hot it made me laugh. And that really is my body's way of crying. It cries by laughing. <clears throat> so I kind of cried. I laughed. But it was as I just, just previously mentioned, that's how I cry. So I wept because it was that hot. And then my body screamed, get out diarrhea that's what it likes to warn me it's like it's so hot you might instantly have diarrhea because of a weak stomach weak stomach is they call me new climates always turn me body i'm like a an ice cube that melts from the inside oh and it all just comes out remember the first time i went to greece i think we were 18 after finished our school exams leaving cert Went to Greece and uh, the heat was insane. And I was popping Imodium like they were going out of fashion. Pop, pop, pop. Strengthen up that stomach. Come on now, God. Strengthen up that stomach with these Imodium tablets. And then we'd go boozing. And we'd booze aftershocks, aftershock, aftershock, aftershock. 32 aftershocks. 32 aftershocks chugging him back and the stomach would be like are you trying to kill me and then we'd be like come on stomach and then one time myself and Derek Derek, my buddy Derek Patsy Dino Payton were doing an aftershock competition who can drink more aftershock we chug it and we bought it so many and then he ran for one toilet the only toilet in the bar and I had to go for another toilet and I couldn't find one. I couldn't find one. There was no bar, so I had to run to an arcade. And I ran upstairs in the arcade, and Derek ran after me because the one toilet in the bar was being used. And we both ran to the arcade, and we both had the shits for ages and ages and ages. So much so, we were sweating, sweating to death. And then we came back to the bar, and we'd been gone for so long that Everyone had left him. We didn't know where they went. They went to some other place and we didn't have phones. So we were just me and Derek and Derek was hammered. And Derek saw a scooter on the side of the street. And he jumped onto the scooter and he laughed and he drove away. And that was the end. I, I never saw Derek again. Never saw him again. That was a sad tale. But I saw him a couple of hours later. We were back at the uh, apartment we were staying. But you know, at the time... I said, I'll never see Derek again. He's gone. I lost him. I lost him. Lost a good friend there. But I saw him again later. 
So now every time I think of the heat, I think about all all those feelings come flooding back, and they're all wrapped up in the same bowl of diarrhea. You don't want it. Get out of the heat. That's what my body tells me. So that's why I ran away earlier when I went outside, and then I ran back inside. Oh, my stomach. I went to the, oh, I finally went to the doctor last week. Jesus, they're so corrupt here. It's insane. So my stomach was dodgy for ages. Like four weeks. All sorts. Gibbering. Went to the doctor. They were like, oh, we got you. We got you. We got you. Went in. They, they do a thing here where the nurse comes in first and they ask you questions. So the doctor doesn't have to. But then the doctor just asks you the same fucking questions. So she's like, what's wrong? And I was like, I don't know. It just feels like I'm pregnant. That's what I was giving them the symptoms. Not puking. Just pregnant, bloated, uncomfortable, dubious stomach. And she was like, okay, okay. Knew she had no clue. No clue. Didn't touch me. She was just like, also... I got so paranoid waiting that I was, like, Googling my own symptoms, as you do. Might as well go in there knowing already what I have so I can tell the doctor I have AIDS. Because that was one of the first ones that came up for two knows. When you see it, you're like, there it is. I knew it. I knew it all along. Tis AIDS. So I went in and she's talking about money options and payments. She spent so long. She spent, like, five, six minutes talking about, well, no. Here's what you do with your payment, and here's a good insurance company, and also this insurance company, and you know, you're making, uh, we're making this, it's all about the money, it's not about your health, it's about the money. And I was like, okay, but here, haha, do I have AIDS? <laughs> like the original laughter at the start, we brought it all back. She's like, no, you don't have AIDS. I was like, <laughs> okay. And then she didn't really know what was wrong with me, so I said again, "Yeah, but it's definitely not AIDS. It's not. It's not AIDS." And she was like, "Why did you Google your symptoms?" And I said, "I did. I did outside the door." She said, "Never do that again. You don't have AIDS." And I said, "Ha, ah, okay." And then, seeing that I was there, I wanted to be like, "But can you just take a look at my dick and just be like, oh, that's not an AIDS penis. You're good to go, buddy.'" But I didn't say that. Instead, I she gave me medicine, and I went to the pharmacist, the chemist, and the chemist was making it up. And the chemist was like, "Oh, I know you. I've seen you stand up. You're funny." And, and I was like, "Thank you." And then she's like, "Whoa, this medicine is expensive." And I said, "What?" And she said, "Yeah, it's 129 dollars." Um, and I said, "Whoa, that is expensive." And she said, "Well, because you're funny, I'll give you a discount." And then she gave me a hundred dollars off voucher. So, you know, shout out to dick dick jokes, penis jokes, save me money, people, save me money. And then she gave me some medicine, and they give the medicine that I realized that they give to chemotherapy patients to may stop making them feel queasy. And it works, and I'm back, and there's a great story. Great story. The golden penis lives to fight another day to fight the world. Imagine instead... <coughs> You know the way the world now is based your worth. Your worth is based on Instagram followers. How many do you have? How many don't you have? I remember there was one time a girl, she couldn't believe that I used to see another girl because alright, so say girl A couldn't believe that girl B liked me because girl B's current boyfriend had like over two million followers. And I have slightly less than that slightly and she said there's no way that 
she would be interested in you. And I said, why? And she said, because you have like two, three thousand followers. He's got two point something million. And I said, what are you on about? And she said, look, you're lying. There's no way that look how many followers she has. And I said, oh, is that how the world works now? Because fucking followers, you fucking dopes, you dopey fuck. But instead, it should be based on how nice your vagina is or how nice your penis is. Because that's what it's all about. Skip the brains, skip the followers. Get straight to the nitty gritty. Get straight to the genitals. They'll kill us or they'll keep us alive. Who knows? What am I on about? I also don't know. It should be probably be time to wrap it up there now. What's another way to base your self-worth on stuff? Other, how many people you've killed? There you go. If you kill five people, oh, you're respected. That's what they do in the old days, really, wasn't it? With the old uh, warriors. The old warriors of lore. Oh, he killed over 5,000 men. He is to be feared and respected. And now, oh, he's got over 50,000 followers. He doesn't even need my respect. Oh, he's got 5 million followers. He must be incredible. Oh, how many men are you going to kill this weekend to be revered and respected? That's the question, I suppose, on everyone's lips, tip-top of the morn. And then we move past killing people to how many how many women has the man fucked? Because that's how you base his, uh, his ability now on how many women. And now we've moved past that. We've moved past the Don Juan, the, the Don Juan era of, oh, he's bedded over... 10,000 women, you'd be like, whoa, and the first guy killed over 1,000, 100,000, and this guy's made love to 10,000. What's next in the evolutionary progression of our lifetime? And now we're at the followers stage. How many fucking followers do you have? Oh, he's only got 3,000 followers? He's dick and shit. He couldn't kill a man if he tried. Fuck him. He's a loser. So, yeah, there we go. I wonder if, like, this little feck said to me recently, she said, oh, are DJs, like, modern-day composers? And I said, I don't know, but I'm going to go into the podcast, and I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to talk, and then I'm going to see, are they modern-day composers? I suppose, no, they're not, because musicians would be. But imagine if Mozart was on Instagram, sliding into those DMs, and he's like, hey, baby, you like classical? You like classical, baby? You like, you like classical? I'm kind of deaf. Mozart was deaf, wasn't he? Kind of deaf, baby. You want some classical shit going on? You like the piano? Huh? You want to come over and lay my piano and I'll play the piano for you? You want to tickle the ivories with me? You want to tickle the ivories? I can play the piano with my thong. If you want me to play it with my, my thong. Hit me up. Hit me up, baby. Hit me up, baby. Hey, baby. Hit me up. Hit me up. Hit me up. He sent uh, everything I just said, Mozart would have sent as uh, separate messages. <coughs> on Instagram and the girl's looking at him saying should I allow or decline his message and she doesn't she doesn't allow it but she just and then she realizes Mozart's a psycho Mozart's a psycho Mozart is a psycho he keeps messenger messaging her non-stop about his tongue and the ivories that he can play 
and uh, he'd write her a song. So in summary, Mozart would be a creep. I'd say if he was around today, he'd be creeping all over the place, sliding into those DMs, sliding in. He'd be getting drunk. Mozart be drinking some whiskey. He'd be like, "Yeah, baby, you wanna fucking, you wanna come back and do fucking chopsticks? You want some chopsticks with me? You wanna chop up my sticks? You know? You want a bit of the old, uh, you want a bit of the old rumba jumba?" You want a bit of the old uh, Symphony Number no. Forty? What's a famous Mozart song? Why can't I, Why can't I think? It's the question, I suppose, for us all. You want a bit of the old Magic Flute? Ah, oh, that's that would be his line, hundred percent. The Magic Flute. Mozart be like, you want some? Uh, you want some Magic Flute, baby? Let's see if we can. This. This is the song that Mozart would do while creeping. Any minute now. Oh, yeah, he'd be walking into Mozart's house and he'd be like, oh, just wrote this while I was taking a dump. And the girl's like, Kind of boring, Mozart. I was expecting more. I was expecting more for Ah, uh, do you know what I could see? Because uh, they are kind of like composers that bring in all the songs, sounds together. DJs really are composers of the 22nd century. And I'd say it's time to end it there, people. I'm running low, running low. I do remember this. I might have told the story the last time I went to a doctor here. The doctor, I thought I was pissing beets. I thought I was pissing blood, but I, I had eaten a beet drink. And I never put two and two together. I went to the doctor, and the doctor said, hop up in there in the bed, Sonny John. I hopped up in the bed, and he said, take down the pants. And I took down the pants, and he stuck his banana hand finger in the ass. You know how they do, because they want to check the ass. And then he said, all right, that's all good. And he said, you got some bananas there for fingers, don't you, Billy boy? And the doctor said, I do. And he said, uh, you've been drinking beets lately? You've been eating beets? That might explain it. And I said, oh, I did actually. I've been drinking some healthy beet juice. And then you're driving home and you think, why didn't he ask me that before? He stuck his banana hand finger up my ass. And I suppose there's a nice way to end the podcast. Today, a little question to ask yourself. Why did he ask that question before he inserted a banana hand finger in the ass? Great question. All right, hit me up, do whatever, fuck off. If you're out in Hollywood tonight and you want to r- relieve yourself from the heat, come along to the Laugh Factory. The AC shall be pumping. It'll be a grand old time. 7.45. Hit me up on Twitter, at Trick2, Instagram, at the Marquez. Buy my books. Go on, sure. Good luck. Have a good one. Look after the penises and the vaginas out there. They're golden. They're all golden. Good duck, adieu.